the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. It's been another busy week, of course, in the city of London. If you've, I don't know, maybe been taking a bit of a break from the news, I can appreciate that. But you can always catch up in the pages of the London Free Press and, of course, over at lfpress.com. Now, if you're like me, you maybe haven't been on vacation in too long. Pre-pandemic, I am jonesing for a vacation. But then I go on Twitter the other night, as I normally do, and uh, I see a video from former NHLer Ryan Whitney. He is in Toronto Pearson International Airport just going off, complaining the security lines. Um, He was on an Air Canada flight that was cancelled. The tweet and video blew up. But his story, not all that different from other stories we're hearing coming out of Pearson Airport right now. So I'm joined by London Free Press reporter Norman DeBono today. Norm, how are you? Very fine, Lindsay. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much. I'm excited to catch up today because you wrote a story about the London Airport and how things have been affected here as well. It's kind of a bit of a domino effect. um, And it has to do surrounding Air Canada and flights with Toronto. What is going on here? Well, I think it's exactly that. I think you hit it right on the head that sort of, we all know what's happening in Toronto and Pearson Airport has been well reported and and Ryan did just sort of a real takeout on the whole airport and Air Canada there. And, you know, and, and I think, I think just starting with that first, I mean, I think it's a little unfair, but, um, you know, Pearson is in the same position that a lot of national airports in Canada are, are in right now, is they still have in place a lot of COVID protocols that a lot of other airports in the U.S. and in Europe do not have. So that's really the story is that the federal government has not yet lifted restrictions on COVID protocol at airports here in Canada. And Toronto, of course, is, you know, is going to get the brunt of that, especially in our, in, our, uh, in our area. So, I mean, we're seeing a lot of delays. We're seeing you know, staffing shortages. We're seeing people still off with sick or with COVID protocol. Uh, they're wearing masks and they are going slowly through the process and procedure of processing all those claims. But I mean, people in the industry will tell you there are... Uh, problems with um, pilots, with uh, flight attendants, counter staff, ramp staff, uh, baggage handlers, security, airport security. There's problems, there are staffing shortages in those areas. And when there is staff work in those areas, the process is moving slowly because they're having to go through protocols. The bottom line is, and everyone knows it by now, is that it's a backup. It's created a, a log jam and um, there's a backup of goods. And you've seen, we've all seen the video and the footage of people trailing through Pearson International Airport, waiting hours and hours for flights. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I mean, if you're going to take a flight, go early and take a book and pack a lunch. So, um, but down here in London, Ontario, we thought we were sort of immune to that, but it turns out we're not. So what's happened is there has been, in recent weeks, there's been this um, a series of cancellations uh, of, 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 of a few flights and delays of flights as well. So. So specifically, the, the, the evening flights, the early evening flights that leave, London, that leave Toronto to come into London, uh, they leave around 5 o'clock on Air Canada and WestJet, that they are seeing delays. There have been and cancellations. So in, since May 22nd, there have been seven cancellations of an Air Canada flight leaving at 5 p.m. from Toronto to come in, into London. And every other flight in that several-week period 
has been delayed, some delayed as much as two hours. On the other side of the aisle, WestJet fares a little better. They've had since May 22nd about two cancellations, but they have had about half a dozen flights also delayed. One of those flights has been delayed about four hours. So, I mean, it's been, it's, it's bad, it's bad. And when I look into exactly why the delays are occurring, why the cancellations are occurring, occurring, it goes back to that initial thing we talked about at Pearson, and that is staffing shortages, people are off, things are taking a longer time, and it's delays. And I guess the larger story is, is that after essentially being shut down, this massive industry being shut down nationally, if not internationally, for two years, we're finally getting going again, and we're ramping up slowly, and there are problems with the ramp up. And so it's going to take time to shake it up. But the flights are being delayed from and canceled from Toronto to London specifically because there is um, people who are managing the flight, flight control staff uh, are actually uh, short staffed. And a lot of that, and so in the evening, there's not enough people to actually manage the flights coming in and out. So some are just being canceled because if they can't ensure you're going to take off safely, they're going to cancel the flight. Well, those, I mean, those are dash eights. They're, they're smaller planes, but they're often sold out. So you have you know dozens of people who are suddenly bought the ticket, might get a notification early in the afternoon that they are that the flight that they were planning on to come to, to London has been canceled. So what do they do? I mean, it's not it's it's, it's not as though you can sort of um, you know just um, you know delay your trip. You want to get home. So they're going to other airlines. WestJet has a later flight, but that's often delayed and that's been canceled. They're, they're accessing, they might, they might rent a car, they might, if they're with a friend, they might hit a friend up for a ride. Some of them are taking shuttles in, uh, trying to get a sh- sh- shuttle ride in, and that's worked, but that's a long haul. So it's it's pretty frustrating. I spoke to one 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 frequent flyer <clears throat> who uses that flight a lot because he's his company, he's a sales manager, he's on the road a lot, and he's just, he's very angry about it. And I think a lot of people are, that it is sort of really, it's, it's, Imagine being at the end of a long business trip. It's five o'clock at night. You're looking forward to being home in an hour because it's a 20 minute flight. And it's a $420 flight too. Like you're not, it's not cheap. And all of a sudden you're being told, sorry, find another way. I mean, it's just, it's just a gut punch and people are responding in kind and they're not happy about it. I guess I see all of these horror stories and I read about them And I empathize with the workers who are absolutely getting just beat up by these people. Because again, I'm a traveler. I've traveled a lot. I've been very fortunate. Um, I've been to a lot of different airports. And I know how abusive people can be when they're exhausted. And you have to be very patient when you're traveling. And not everybody has that. But I guess I read this stuff and I think, why now? I I know things are reopening, but flights have been ongoing over the last little bit. And why is Pearson specifically getting such a bad reputation? It's not yeah. the airport in Canada. It's not even the only major airport in Canada. Vancouver sees a lot of flights. I know Pearson is very, very busy and the busiest in Canada, but it's always Pearson that I'm hearing about. And now as a result, it's a domino effect affecting London Airport. No, I think you're, I think it's a very good point. And I think that, and I think, you know, why Pearson, again, it's because, um, Canadian airports still have a lot of uh, COVID protocol in place, which other airports globally do, do, do not. As to why not at Calgary or Vancouver or Halifax, that's a great for Montreal. I don't know. Maybe they are they are bad there, but we're not hearing about it as much because we're not in that in that in that media circle. But but Pearson's the largest airport. It's doing a, a lot of traffic, and I, I you know I think that's why. Um, but I mean, 
you know, you've seen the video, you've seen the footage of the long lineups all through the airport, and it's just awful. So I think there really is a problem there. You know, I'm not surprised there's a problem because after you know, two years of COVID, really having no traffic, suddenly everyone wants to travel. Everyone wants to go everywhere. Travel agents are booked. The business is booming, quite rightly, because people have pent up travel demands and they, they want to go somewhere. I'm a little, I think the other issue is, is that there's not, there's not, I think you, one could question, I'm not going to say definitively because I don't know, but I think you have to say, was there not better preparedness that could have happened for the airport? Could they have seen this coming, saying, you know what, people are going to be absolutely wanting to travel a lot. Business is going to be booming. <clears throat> How do we put in place a system that accommodates that? I think there was perhaps some short-sightedness there. Um, so I think that needs, that needs to be addressed at the airport level. And I don't think that question is being asked enough. I think the Ryan Whitney uh, outburst might be a good starting point in that. But for us in London, we're seeing it here as well. And, and you know, again, we're not alone. I think if there are other airports, regional airports around Ontario or in Canada, there are probably seeing delays and cancellations for exactly the same reason from their future uh, central air airports as well. And that's going to happen until restrictions are lifted and until um, the infrastructure is in place, the staffing numbers get up. Uh, the COVID protocol is sort of, sort of, you know, not in place anymore. It's going to take some time to, to shake out. But uh, I know the industry is concerned about it because they've been waiting. I mean, if you're if you're a, if you're an executive at London Airport, uh, you know, you've been holding on to things for two years, trying to make a go of it. You know, staff at airports, and now finally things are opening up again. They want to jump right into it, and now this is this is a real this is a real hiccup on the on the, on the way. So I mean, they're. They're concerned about it. They, they want it cleared up. I can only hope that clear, clear heads prevail and that things move fairly soon on this. Listen, delays aside, which can be a complete pain, um, and I know I've been caught up laid over in airports for longer than I would have liked, um, but I was texting with a colleague this morning who got caught up in a bit of a mess at Pearson last week or a couple weeks ago, and he said by the time they got to security, they barely checked the passports just kind of glanced and off they went. He's also not the first person to have said this to me. I have other friends who have said the same thing. Now this to me is now kind of a question of national security. That's a little worrisome. Is What's the explanation there? Is it again, just short staff? Yeah, I, I had not heard that. That's a really interesting point. I mean, I would be surprised. I've heard the opposite. I've heard that people being delayed on flights because of the CanApp travel app that, that you now have to fill out when, when you're traveling. Um, so, I mean, you know, I wonder if that's an isolated incident. I, you know, I, I would never suggest that security is lax without really having concrete proof of it. But I mean, it's um, if it is happening, I can only assume it's isolated. And uh, and maybe you're right. Maybe people being being pressured or feeling hurried because there is such a long lineup. There is stress. There is that pressure to sort of move people through. So, you know, I think the, the issue there, your point there is well taken, and that is that. Once this starts to happen, there could be a lot of fallout in different areas that we may not really be able to track or, or know a lot about. So it, 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 it opens the whole process up to that kind of speculation. Obviously, as you've mentioned several times, COVID regulations in Canada are still very strict compared to other countries, especially the United yeah. States. A lot of people I know crossing over to Detroit and just flying um, domestically within the United Perfect. States, getting to I where they're going. That. It makes sense. Um, we're seeing the provincial masking mandates being lifted in a couple of days in all of the remaining settings. Do we have any expectation as to timeline with regards to the federal government? Because when you get on a flight, that's a federal regulation, yeah. not a provincial mandate. 
Do yeah. we expect these regulations to change to kind of expedite and alleviate some uh, of this? Honestly, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. There's mounting pressure from, from airports, from the actual, uh, you know, the, from airports, from um, airlines, from the companies sort of do, uh, working in the sector. Everyone's asking this now. Analysts are asking. The pressure is mounting. I think business groups are asking the same thing. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I would not be surprised if it happens fairly soon. I mean, I, th I think it really has to. Um, I think that it's uh, uh, it's really shown to be a real detriment. It's really having a serious effect on how people travel, how airports are operating. And again, I don't think the airports want to send that kind of message right now. They want things to go as smoothly as possible because it's such a, an important time that they reestablish the business that they've lost. So any kind of a hiccup or a bump is is exacerbated and, and is um, is something that, that they, they, they really want to sort of deal with as quickly as possible. So take away from this conversation, if you do have a flight booked, make sure you check your email. Something Brian Whitney said was he had been rebooked on a flight, but they hadn't notified him. So he got to the airport when he was supposed to, and they said, oh, you already missed your flight. Um, so make sure that you are up to date on your notifications, <laughs> arrive early, and just be patient. I don't know. I wish everybody traveling right now well. I'm glad I don't have to do it. Um, but it's sad because I, I would love a vacation, but hearing all these horror stories, I thought, you know, it's just not worth the headache right now. Let's stay here in Canada, Lindsay. That's right. Make it domestic. Staycation time. Staycation time. That's right. Tourism dollars staying local. Norm, I want to thank you so much for your time you, and Amanda. efforts again. Uh, we'll be back again next Thursday with another edition of the London Free Press podcast. But don't forget, you can always stay up to date over at lfpress.com in the pages of the London Free Press and on Twitter at lfpress. Until we talk again next Thursday, stay well.